Hey, what's up, everybody? Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Martinez, right? And you've just joined us on This Is Real. Hey, man, how's everybody doing? I want to thank all the real ones for always watching and listening to what we have to say. You welcome know, back, you guys. Welcome I'm so back. glad you're joining us. I'm excited, man. I looked at, uh, the other day I was looking at the numbers of how many people I was hearing uh, us, like not YouTube, mm -hmm. you know, th those are separate numbers, but just the numbers that really uh, kind of matter to me, you know, is the, the prisons uh, right. across the nation. And yeah. there's about, uh, I think, 1,671,000, yeah. which is kind of cool in seven months because me and my wife were like, when it first started, we were like, I wonder what it's going to be like in a mm -hmm. year. Maybe we'll hit a million. And so the beauty of people hearing uh, the gospel and the message across the nation to me is like, it's like the, yeah, you it's, know, it's a pretty big wow factor just to see those numbers. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. you told me that. I mean, yeah, even thinking of all like if you put all those people in a room, like where would you even, <laughs> yeah, where would you even go? So it's it's awesome the power of technology and being able to you know be inside of the walls. Too. Yep. And As then of yesterday, we were at nine hundred ninety five salvations. Wow. Nice. Come on. Mm -hmm. That's that's good stuff, man. I, I like it. I like so it because people are tuning in, obviously, to, you know, hearing some truth. And mm -hmm. so that's always awesome. And uh, I mean, we've seen the even the fruit. I think we had a whole first row uh, at church Sunday, yeah. like all the guys that came out of prison. Yep. So that like they're starting home. to show up and mm -hmm. they're getting jobs. They're starting to do good, you know, um, just having a community that believes. And by the way, let me let me tell you why I'm excited today. <laughs> because it's not often that you go out there and I know you would figure this would be a little more you would see this a little more prevalent, you know, a little more uh common. Common. Yeah, it's the word. It's the, it was coming. It just, <laughs> it, was, it just didn't land. It would be more common that you would meet a guy that would be so passionate, mm -hmm. you know, not even live the life that I lived. Are you ready to take your relationships to new heights? We'd like to invite you to the most anticipated event of the year, the Love Wins Conference. Join us February 9th and 10th for an unforgettable weekend filled with love, laughter, and growth. Whether you're newlyweds, celebrating years of bliss, or going through rough patches, this conference is designed to reignite the flame and strengthen the foundation of your relationship. We've put together a team of relationship experts who will share their wisdom and strategies for navigating the twists and turns of your marriage. From communication to intimacy, conflict resolution to emotional connection, our speakers will empower you with the tools you'll need for a lifelong fulfilling partnership. Get ready to roll up your sleeves and participate in interactive workshops where you'll dive deep into your relationship, uncover hidden truths, and explore new ways of building trust and intimacy. You'll learn practical techniques that will help transform your relationship for the better. And it's not just about learning, but also about creating memories together. Join us for our Love Wins Prom Night. It's designed to strengthen your connection and reignite the spark. This is a chance to break away from the daily grind and rediscover the joy of being in each other's arms. So mark your calendars and join us for a transformative weekend at the Love Wins Conference. Ignite the passion, deepen the connection, and build a love that will stand the test of time. Reserve your spot today and invest in your marriage so you too can say, Love, love wins. But would be so passionate about the same thing. I'm thinking it's a Jesus thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have in the house all the way from Galveston, Church of the Living God, Pastor Trey is with Ooh. us. And Pastor Trey, let me, let me tell you, I, I, I get excited that you're on this show. And, and I'm saying this, you have this heart of, uh, your shirt says it, Jesus. I think all over your church, 
uh, it says Jesus, right? Like Jesus. Yeah. And if they're going to Galveston, mm -hmm. they'll see the light now. It says Jesus. And I see yeah. the stickers. I saw the sticker in the woodlands, and I'm like, what they doing over here in the woodlands? <laughs> hey, you know, that they're was making dope. the drive. Jesus is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw it. It was awesome. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, just uh, something God gave me, uh, just amazing. Uh, through prayer, he said, take my name, put a circle around it, and mm. kind of blew up from there. I, I, me and my wife would always look at, uh, I don't know if you know Saltwater Soul, but it came out of Galveston. We'd always look at that and be like, oh, that's so cool. Like two chums in their basement made something that, that reaches the Gulf Coast and yeah. wondered if that could ever happen to us. And next thing I know, it's like everywhere. So cool. Oh, no, that's incredible. And let me tell you something. What I love about Pastor Shea, as I said, he, did, he didn't come out of the streets like that, but he is still very heavily active in the streets like mm -hmm. you uh care like you could go there as I, a come i didn't come out of the streets <laughs> yeah yeah like i mean you know and, and and that that's it that's let me tell you why i say that because a lot of the times when guys get out of prison or they come out for drugs or whatever right the, yeah. the common thread is that everybody says come as you are but you could tell right you could tell you could, when you show up and everybody's smiling, but you could just mm -hmm. tell the side eye, the, mm. you know, it, when you come out of prison, you know, right? When you're like, all right, they're looking at me a little weird yeah. and like, you know, <laughs> guard everything, right? It's kind of like, <laughs> but but that's not what your, your church, I mean, you're, you're out there at Walmart, you're out there. What, what do you do at the Walmart? What are some of the things you personally? Uh, well, Walmart's my favorite church. Let me start there. So, <laughs> okay. And so it'd be a long story. I don't know if you have time for it. But, oh, no, yeah. Go um, for it. Uh, so my grandfather is a pastor. My dad was an evangelist and, and both walked in miracles and saw uh, just crazy things. And so yeah. when I start pursuing God, 2001, rededicate my life, I start going after this healing thing, and I pray for some people, and nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, I, I just figured the healing bug passed over me, like the gift got to <laughs> miss my generation. Maybe my son will get it or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, uh, I, I started pastoring in 2010, December 2010. Um, I get kind of disheartened a little bit uh, and begin to seek the Lord in 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As I seek him, it leads me to a series of films by a guy named Darren Wilson, uh, Holy Ghost Reborn, okay. Finger yeah, of yeah. God. But yeah. In those films is this crazy guy with dreadlocks named Todd White. Yeah. And I'm like, he's praying for people in public places, and they're getting healed. And so I'm like, wow, that's so cool. And my wife is following him even closer. She's like, you've got to hear his testimony, like like how it happened and all that. And so one night I just hear his testimony, and he, and he talks about how he prayed for 10 people a day, several months, nothing happening, and finally he got his breakthrough. And it just hit me. I was like, I haven't prayed for enough people. And mm -hmm. so... Uh, I, instead of waiting for people to come to me at church and, and ask for prayer, I started going to Walmart and you know those people in the carts they can't outrun you. I found that out. <laughs> yeah, this dude's crazy. Hey. That's <laughs> funny. So yeah, I started praying for people and and didn't see much at first, but I just kept going and I and then people started getting healed and I was like, wow, this is cool. And mm. uh, it made life, it made Christian life fun. So, and that's probably one of the things that I loved about you mm. is when you first came to Galveston, like we go out to eat and you're bombing our waiter with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is a cool guy. Like I can hang out <laughs> with this guy. So, um, yeah, that made Walmart my favorite church. I tell my church that I'm like, y'all are like second. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Code of many colors goes yeah, to Walmart. Yeah. So. I just think that's, that's like Good. the simplicity, but yet profound and deep. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I, I when I first started, I would always ask 
people or especially pastors, right? I would say, hey, what if like, I have a question for you. What if your church disappeared tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? It was just gone. There's nothing there. Would the people in that community, and I'm not talking about your church members, because your church members, obviously, they're going to be like, oh, we miss it. Just the guy lives in that community. You've been there for a while. Mm-hmm. Church disappears. Do they go, oh, man, I wish that church was there. They were so, they were so whatever, right? right. Because they miss. Mm-hmm. Or would people just go, yeah, I think there was a, I think there was mm-hmm. a church there, right? Because I think if we're like, everybody knows where Subway's at, right? Everybody knows like those things. And, and if the Subway would leave and that's where you always ate, then you would miss it. Right. And other people would be like, man, I wish that place was there that we used to mm-hmm. eat at. But I always ask that question because I think um, I think sometimes we don't think of that stuff. Or even the fact that I, my follow-up question would be, hey, and when you go out there, I told this guy one time, I said, when you go out there, I want you to go out there, and not because there's an outreach, not because there's something. I want you to tell me, give me a call when you see somebody praying for somebody, mm-hmm. mm. right? Mm. And, uh, and then I said, you know, this guy, it took him a year. It took him a year. Right. Not because there's an outreach. Mm -hmm. You're just going into places. Right. And then I asked him, are you part of that problem? Mm. Right. Because if you didn't see nobody. Right. Well, why didn't you? Because the the thing would have been like, I didn't see anybody, but I did. Right. Now you're like, yeah, but he's like, no, I didn't see nobody. And it's Mm -hmm. like, did you? Yeah. So you're a part of the problem. And could you imagine? Because you'll see somebody smoking or drinking or eating. Right. right? But Mm -hmm. we don't often see people praying for people. And yet. This nation is under God, and we're supposed to. We have churches everywhere, yes, and nobody stops to think mm-hmm. an encouraging word or praying. You should at least see one a day. Mm-hmm. It's good, yeah. right? One, yeah. Like think about it today. Walk around and actually, as you're going through your day, ask yourself: Did you see someone praying for someone? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's almost scary. It is because you're it like is. nobody's doing it. It was mm-hmm. a crazy. Uh, breakthrough in our church. So I'm I'm pastoring a small church. Yeah. Um, when I start praying for people, I start telling my testimonies. Yeah. And I get people to start doing it. Mm-hmm. And so we started being known as that church that would go out and pray for people. Dope. Mm-hmm. And just crazy everywhere. In fact, some people were like, I'll get chased down in Walmart for prayer before I do in my church. Wow. I've been waiting to see you. I need prayer. <laughs> oh, that cool. is super that's dope. Cool. What do you guys I think? think? It was cool the example you gave of, uh, you know, smoking and drinking because it's like, it's true, you know, but then especially being in Texas when we're in like the Bible Belt and then there's five churches, you know, every block. Yeah. And just as often as you see somebody outside taking a smoke break, we should see, you know, people laying hands and then we should be doing it, you know, when we yeah. go into the stores and we go to, out to eat and talk to our waiters yes. and things like that. So. I think uh, sometimes it's it's kind of funny when you look at reality and then you look at social media. So if you look at social media, oh, people are out there all the time. But then right. when you just go down to your regular gas station, like how how often are we doing it? Do we pray for you know the person that pulls up next to us, or do we you know give them an encouraging word? Yeah, so. because that the person smoking, like you you know that there are millions of people smoking. Yeah, yeah. you know that because. Come experience the love that will change your life every Sunday at Get Rap Church. Visit us at 23221 Alden Westfield Road in Spring, Texas, 77373 for three services at 9 a.m., 1015 a.m., and 12 p.m. Not in Houston, not a problem. Join us for our online service from anywhere in the world by downloading our free Get Rap TV app or by visiting Get Rap Church's YouTube channel. 
Also, be sure to check us out at Get Rap People on all social media platforms to stay up to date on everything happening at Get Rap Church. Vaping we could, now. We could, yeah, yeah, vaping. Somebody's blowing something, right? You, yeah. you can walk around and you'll, if we was today, okay, you go here, you go there, we're all going to see uh, somebody, yeah. right? The question still lies that, will you see a person mm-hmm. praying, right? And I like, think it's the responsibility that you just shared too of saying, well, if you don't see it, well, you're in that store or you're mm-hmm. at that gas station or you're at that restaurant. So totally. do it. If you haven't seen it, then be that person, be the change, you know? Totally. And I think that that's that's the problem in this mm-hmm. uh, in this nation today, right? Like just really like we we're like, "Hey, Christians, you know." And um I think some of the things when we look at culture or kids mm-hmm. uh or raising our kids or parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've taken God's way and kind of just done it however we want. And mm. then we're not reproducing. Because I think the first, you know, father and mother, right? It was to reproduce the spirit of God throughout right. the earth. Yes. Right? He, he re-gives us the command in Matthew. Come on. And uh, and we're like, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> you know, we just keep doing <laughs> I think the more you do that around people, you reproduce that, right? Because I know, like, let's say I have those little seasons where I'm not like, huh, you know, I'm just you know, maybe going through it. And I'm sitting there and I'm hoping somebody prays for me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... If I see it once or I, I'm hanging out, like if I'm hanging out with Trey, right? Yeah. And he's automatically, you know, it's like the beauty of like, it kind of m- almost pushes me back to where I was, right? Like, mm. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I should pray for this waiter, right? Yeah. Because I see him and I mm-hmm. instantly get the thought of, man, I haven't prayed for a waiter in a minute, mm-hmm. you know? So you get that yeah. little conviction and you're like, time to get back at it, you, you know? You know who gives me my biggest conviction? Who? My wife. <laughs> she does. <laughs> like we... G- we go places and she's praying like we it's almost like a competition it's not uh, a competition but no it is i a totally get it and and she'll pray for like three people and i'm yeah. i'm still trying to get my one in you know wow. it's, it's a it's a huge conviction in my heart so. but that's awesome because then yeah. it's like ping pong yeah you, you hope it's ping pong you know <laughs> oh you're the guy that on the <laughs> side that never hits it back Come sometimes on, it you feels it like back. i'm playing kobe you know and it's just not <laughs> It's not my day. So. Yeah, but eventually, if you keep playing Kobe, you're gonna get really I'm good. Get good. Yeah. You're gonna get good because the they keep slamming. <laughs> they keep slamming. She's back there going. She's back there praying for the guy in the in the room. It, we were at IKEA one time. It was our date uh, date day, and yeah. uh, we're at IKEA, mm-hmm. and she's like, "We should pray for those people over there." And I'm like, "That's all you." And that's so I intercede in the background. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good. I mean, somebody, everybody needs somebody in the back praying for the one who's praying, right? I mean, go. Let's go all the it. time. Hey, let me ask you a question. Why do you guys think that we're not doing it, right? Because we're like, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Why? Why Why aren't we, right? Because I'm pretty sure we pray at church. We pray, you know, at home. You right? know, we do a... We do night out with Jesus and stuff, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. the most common, um, I guess, factor of people's apprehension to doing it is like they're afraid or they're just not they've never done it before. Right. And so I think maybe we've put church in a box and Jesus in a box Mm. to say, well, this is when we talk about him and this is where we can and this Mm. is where we can't. So we separate secular. from Yeah. And then we think, oh, well, you know, we can have Jesus on our bumper sticker. But if we're talking to the person, we can't talk to Jesus. We can't talk about Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the fear that people have is that 
maybe it's socially incorrect to like bring up and that's what usually happens right oh don't talk about politics don't talk about religion yeah and this and that and so then we have submitted to the culture instead of us influencing the culture and saying like no this is what i believe and so this is what i'm going to talk about and, and it's where i'm going to pray and this is where i'm going to you know speak and all that yeah and it it reminds me of cancel culture mm. which is what we are dealing with right now mm. if you speak or stand up for anything that somebody else does not agree with, especially if you're a politician or you're somebody of high influence, they're shut down and they're canceled immediately mm -hmm. because the people that are listening are not liking and in agreement with what they have to say. Mm -hmm. mm. And so I think it's the same with Christianity and with you as your church of Church of the Living God and with us as Get Wrapped, making Christ known by the way we love everywhere we go so and helping people develop that intimate relationship with God and yeah. you leading by example as Walmart being a church. Mm -hmm. And so then those that are in your congregation that you are shepherding, they're watching you do it as a lifestyle and not just mm -hmm. a sermon from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. That's good. Why so you you're think? giving them the yeah. okay and you're modeling it and that's what we need to do better at. And I think Living people are out. becoming like more aware too, even though we have, it's nowhere near, but um, I don't know his name. But the basketball player where they censored his interview oh, he opened with, yeah oh, he yeah. opened with you know thanking jesus but then they cut it off mm -hmm. and so everyone you know was like hey and so i think even that is pretty cool because it's like hey you used to censor you know mm -hmm. cuss words and this and that and you're gonna tell me wow, now you can censor yeah. jesus but then everyone wants to talk about freedom of speech and so even though the tables have been turned previously mm -hmm. i feel like they're starting to turn the other so way good. where it's like hey if you're asking you know for you know political things or but you're asking for like equality here but it has to be across the board yeah because also. everything that is it's it's flipped it's a biblical mm -hmm. statement right that they're going to call what is bad good right mm -hmm. and what is good bad so it's like when we used to censor i think it was roseanne Barr or something like that that were in, on tv mm -hmm. she was the, the first one to like use the b word right mm -hmm. and it was like Right. Yeah. Right. But that was the beginning of all hell breaking loose. Right. Because now it's that's like every rated stuff. Right. That's now. like, <laughs> oh, let me tell you, that is nothing now. Yes. Not it's saying, hey, we don't want you to go, you know, <laughs> I mean, but but being real, like it's everywhere. Yeah. Right. What are some of your, uh, you know, when you think about raising kids in this culture or even changing culture, what are some of the things that come to your heart? Like what, what is God placing in your heart? So I had this uh, recently. Uh, since you asked that, uh, recently we had our daughter come home with a book uh, mm. by LGB. No, yeah. I don't even know. I the, the LGB WXYZ. <laughs> well, let's like, just go LGB and we'll okay. And, okay. And the rest so of them a lot of counted, initials. I guess I don't know. Um, but uh, so she brings this book home and and tells my wife, and then tells me. I get I get kind of fired up, little Jehu, and rip up the book. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have. A, uh, let us show you right <laughs> now. On the camera, as he <laughs> he's like, <laughs> we cut that on. No. Anyway, we have a we have a moment. I talk with my kids, uh, get kind of a synopsis of the book, and and uh, it it seems kind of it. You know, I I compared it to uh, this generation's Mrs. Doubtfire. So it was a divorced family, but the family got divorced because the dad uh, found out he was gay and wanted a male lover. And the only problem, my, my biggest problem, besides the fact it's adultery and not sticking with a covenant and mm -hmm. homosexuality, my biggest problem was anybody that disagreed with that view was seen as short-sighted, idiotic, hateful, uh, and, and portrayed that way in the book. And so, you know, if my kid reads this, 
then uh, her dad, her mom, are going to be already pinned against her new seeds that went into her heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's in fourth grade. Mm. That's 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is not good. Well, it's, yeah. It was, uh, uh, I, I hear about it, right? I, I see I it on social media. I, I see it on social media. I don't expect to actually deal with it. I thought, I thought, man, those are just, you know, overzealous parents or whatever. <laughs> and, and then when it actually comes home and it's in front of you, like, you're like, wow, this thing is real. And, and, uh, there's a, there's definitely a, a religion around LGB. T yeah. Q. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's LG. It's a religion, though, to me. It's a religion, and it's planting seeds. There's a reason that 20% of Gen Z uh, identifies with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. is because it's become a religion that's been planting seeds into the hearts of those that are impressionable. Mm -hmm. So, And TikTok's their favorite means of doing that. Oh, and yeah, I, big time. I feel like preaching today. Yeah, I mean, go for it. <laughs> that's, that's, let me tell you something. I, when I hear that, you know, because of course, you know, it's all okay until it hits your backyard, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, what is going on, right? But I, I totally believe, you know, when I used to say this before, when everybody was getting upset about, um, you know, same-sex marriage and all that stuff. And I was upset as well. But I also had, I was also saying, hey, we, we were a part of that. They go, what do you mean? I said, we were all laughing. They, they kind of got us, right? Mm -hmm. We're laughing at Miss Doubtfire. We're mm -hmm. like, this is the funniest thing. Or two on two or whatever that was with uh, Wesley Snipes and all these guys. We're laughing. We yep. thought it was hilarious, right? Oh, this is so funny. So they kept putting it out there, kept putting it out mm -hmm. there. And eventually they're like, now it's this. And we're like, how could you do that? And we're like, we all laughed at it. Mm -hmm. we, all, we all supported it. No we all spent it. money on it. Yeah. We all did. So, you know, now we're like, complaining about it and there since we were talking about prayer i i was telling the church look when we're fasting in prayer it's his kingdom to come and his will be done right but we pray for things like let's say oh i want to lord help me with my health but then we don't go for a walk mm -hmm. you know oh mm -hmm. lord help me with this problem that's happening in america but then you don't you don't learn how to be a father and you don't learn how to be a mother and you don't learn how to parent your kids like like there has to be a prayer with an action right yeah you know, I think yeah. we're, we're, we're expecting God to like, you know, and it's done. And it's like, no, he's already done it all. He, right. he's, he, he's, I mean, he died. Right. Anything more you want from him? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think we, we miss that factor. Like, mm -hmm. like, it's not just yelling at them to say, hey, you guys are doing this. It's, it's actually being what you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So that then there's no, right? Because this we know works. Yeah. But we don't have that. Right. Because mm -hmm. we have, you know, I, I believe we're in a generation of fathers who didn't have fathers. Yeah. That's a yeah. good guess. So now, you know, yeah. we're, we have all these fathers that I didn't have fathers. So they get to kind of pick what a father is ish, whether it's through television or right. whatever their friends say. And if we can get this country back on building a foundation around family, a mm -hmm. father and a mother and some parenting, we might see some change in this country. We, yeah. But but it's like we, we're just good at they suck. And it's like, I mean, because what was it that you were saying earlier about, you know, kind of the same concept where we're, we're like getting so upset at that. But yeah. then well, oh, we were talking about cheating, like cheating the, fathers yeah, the or, sin and the, mm -hmm. the struggle is that we put such a hyper fixation on the outward sin versus the sin that was 
wasn't shown exterior, you know, in the exterior, but there's somebody who's struggling with pornography and there's somebody struggling, you know, cheating or any of these other things, but somehow we put it in categories like that sin is worse than this sin. And it was like, all of it is an identity issue, whether you're, you know, so So we're like, we're like, let's be real here. We're like, you know what? A man and a man, but you want to be a man with two women and you don't want to be the man you should be with your one woman so that your kids can actually see that work and know, well, that ain't working. This must be it. We don't do that. We have truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. We want to thank all of our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach from Houston to Galveston and up to the Austin area. This show reaches over 100 prisons nationwide with over 500,000 inmates tuning in weekly to hear the good news through our radio show and the Pando app. To partner with us, visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free Get Rap TV app. Even truth, right? Lying. Oh, well, we're not going to talk about that or tell them that it's this and not this. And it's just something yeah. where it, it starts the seeds, yes. right? You planted seeds and then you expected something differently. What did you do? I mean, raw, raw. Okay, raw. raw. I then mean, what? I get that. I get that, right? So I mean, we have a meeting with uh, uh, school, the school officials. On. and, and uh, It's coming up. It, we just had met with them yesterday. So uh, they agreed. You know, I didn't want to go because they're like, do you want to You need us to come out? Or? I mean, we could do this, yeah. man. <laughs> Look, I'm already raising some some fired up uh, children. And, and yeah. they've already it's caused good. some issues at other places for Jesus. Good for things. Jesus. For yeah, Jesus. but. Uh, You're like, don't wear the shirt, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it was coming to a place. So I'm like, do we homeschool now? Is it do I need to pull from the culture mm-hmm. because it's just too much? Mm-hmm. So my kids, you know, I don't have they don't have cell phones. My mm-hmm. oldest is 13, not getting a cell phone. Maybe sixteen, and we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm, we've been able I'm to survive. With you on that. I'm so with you on that. I am. That's been my off. fight for uh, forever. Because I used to tell parents, like, it, well, even with our son, you know, I'm raising Josh and stuff. And uh, let me tell you, like, I always thought I go, this thing takes out grown men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's the part that, oh, but they need this and they need that. No, no, no. This thing takes out grown men. Yes, that's it. That's 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 it. End the conversation, right? Because this would take out a thirty-year-old. What would it do to a nine-year-old? And what would it yes. do to an eight-year-old? And what would it do? You know, I just think that we we really need to think that out. Like this takes out women and men, and it ruins marriages, right? A kid, they don't know no better. Right. And TikTok is like, forget about it. And everybody stay. Everybody complains about it, but again, yeah. how do we fix this? What well, every adult out there uh, yeah. that actually cares, just get off it. And it ends. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a, but um, but everybody has to be on it. You know, it's like well, it's a, a social must. experiment right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think we you know society hasn't lived this way, and so we're learning social what is this media. gonna what is this gonna produce? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this what is this gonna do to a generation? We don't know yet. We oh, will yeah, yeah. we'll be mm-hmm. finding out good. in ten years what did social media do to a generation, mm-hmm. and uh, it. it we, I mean, we use it for the gospel, but it's it. There's a lot of detriment in social media and a lot of safeguards that have to go up. So my kids, as they're young, uh, I'm I'm I don't want those seeds planted in their heart. Life is a series of seeds. That's what Jesus said, right? Yeah. Everything hinges on that parable of the seed and so Yeah, everything. <laughs> everything. Good stuff. Everything. I, I, I want to preach now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It just does. <laughs> he he says that in the parable, right? Yeah. He's like, if you don't get this. Not get anything you else. get nothing else, yeah. which is a big statement, right? It's like you're not going to understand anything. 
So, yeah. So it lets me know that, that my time is valuable and what I'm putting in my heart, mm-hmm. what I'm allowing to go into my children's hearts is sure. important. Hey, how does you how do you guys handle the 13? Right. Because the, the flip side of that coin is that he's 13. Right. She. she, she she's yeah. 13 and she's going to school and she uh, doesn't have a phone and all her friends have mm-hmm. a phone. Right. And does she come home and go, hey, all my friends have a phone. Like, how do you as a parent navigate through, right? Because, I mean, I'm just... They get to it, a great don't. question. I mean, it, th- I just think it's important because the, the flip side of a coin is is mm-hmm. a, another human being that has to deal with the world. And some parents might want... They're like, I want to do that, but I don't know how. Or I, I'm not even going to get in there, mm-hmm. you know, because I got to deal with all this stuff. How do you guys navigate through that? What? Uh, I... I sit my kids down and we have conversations. That's beautiful. And the conversations I have with them is is I'm not raising you like other families are raising mm-hmm. you. And these are the core values of mm-hmm. our family. Right. This is why. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got to go with it. He's got to go like with, with the weasel. <laughs> he's got to go with it. He's like, you know, well, I was going to fist bump like you, but I, I just felt like, you know. Anyway, but we, we sit down and we have core values and, and I'm letting them know, hey, this is. This is important to your mom and me, yeah. but uh, even more so, we want to inject these values into you. Yeah. Now, whether you decide to go your own way after you're out of my house and I'm not paying your bills, then you can talk about that with mm-hmm. the Lord. But when I'm paying your bills, as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. <laughs> oh, that's really <laughs> And you good. ain't getting a phone. Yeah. So, uh, really good. Yeah, it, so they understand. They understand yeah. why I'm you're giving them decision. an understanding. Yeah. And that's a wrap. Thank you. This is Real Family for joining us. You can be a part of the crew by following us on social media or writing us at P.O. Box 671-626, Houston, Texas, 77267. And don't forget, stay real.